Hey, people. Thank you for listening to J-Rock and a podcast. Uh, I am back, people, with another episode, and I'm with Coach John from Stat Pro. He is a pretty awesome dude, yo. Um, he has been training for a good while now, and as you hear this uh, first podcast with him, he kind of goes back to how we got started, talk about a little high school, talk about a little bit of college days, he talks about his program a little bit. But we uh, also, I know that we probably didn't get to everything, because not only because of time, but I feel like this is kind of going to be a relationship that's going to be built with uh, how we're going to start uh, maybe even doing this a little bit more for our kiddos, our, our athletes, our kids that we're growing with and helping them grow in this in this this world. Uh, speaking of world, this crazy world that we're all sitting at home uh, with the COVID-19 in the air surface and everywhere, apparently, uh, we are stuck. And um, if you didn't hear my, my last podcast, which is totally cool, you should. Uh, we're getting in so many ways, so many different things happening right now that we're just going with the flow each day and learning new information. And today, uh, specifically, um, as I'm checking the date, it is April 7th, Tuesday, and um, they're talking about we need to wear masks soon. So I didn't want to come on here and get you to listen to what you're probably hearing everywhere else or what I think about this thing. Uh, but mainly, it's just where we're at right now in life. And I think the best thing for us is to try our best to uh, find the best way to gain something out of this. And I think by doing that, uh, we um, go and pick our brains and figure out what we want to better in life. And I think that's what I've done here. Uh, I've been trying to do this podcasting for so long and be consistent with it, but it's never going to happen. Let's be honest, people. <laughs> I'm just going to shoot one out when I can because it's on my brain. And tonight I had the... Uh, the blessings to be with uh, John and, and speak with him over Zoom and record this podcast. And I hope you are going to enjoy it and listen to it. Uh, John, again, is somebody I look up to. He's He's been working in the basketball industry for a good while now, and you'll hear that. And just uh, you'll hear how I kind of got to meet him and work with him. And I think uh, one thing people is specifically in like small business and small companies I think the biggest thing is sometimes we look at competition because somebody else is doing the same thing. Um, and I saw this in wrestling a lot. I saw this in pro wrestling, like being a promoter and seeing other companies and using the same talent. Uh, there would be so much like hate or so much like smack talking against each other. And you see that I see that a little bit now in, in the basketball world. Um, but you see it from certain people in this world or I shouldn't say in this world, in this specific area. And uh, we see that and we kind of just like learn to know how to just go around certain things or not really put that shield up and not listen and um, learn to just continue to do what you do and appreciate those people around you that are willing to help build. And I've been able to do that. I think building relationships is the biggest thing for you to do in any career that you want to be in. And I've done that over the years. Sometimes me building something that may take three years, started a relationship for me just saying hello or sacrificing my time. And I think that's something that everybody should do in a way, depending on what it is that you're trying to do in life. And when you do that, good things always come back. And you'll hear that in this podcast from coach going and playing for a team and doing good things to be able to come back. Or, you know, me being cool with coach John and not really having any type of like, I don't know, uh, mean demeanor or anything towards him in a mean way or or in an envy way type 
of what he's doing because he's in the same gym working with kids just, just like I was. We learned over the years that we respected each other for a certain way. And when it came down the road to last summer, uh, we got to work together. And today I got to sit with him and have a conversation. And I can't do that with other programs, uh, you know, in town or around me because I know specifically, like literally specifically, some of these programs think we are some type of like uh, competition when really overall, this is all about the kids, you know, Coach talks about how he wants to motivate these kids and how I want to motivate these kids. And I think that's the biggest thing of why what we do, uh, motivating people, encouraging people, giving other people opportunities. And you'll hear that he's brought some of his players back to come and coach with him. That's what I'm hoping to do one day. I've had a couple. I have Noah that's done that. Uh, Hopefully Kaylee and Paige one day will do that again. Um, You know, so it's just one of those things that we kind of try to build in these kids. So other than that, people uh, enjoy the podcast. Uh, enjoy what it is that you're doing at home. Enjoy your family. That's the main thing. So uh, while you're listening to this uh, podcast, um, I again, uh, try to let everything kind of sink in. Understand where he's been in life, where we're at with our programs, and how maybe you can translate that into your life and uh, better yourself. So here we go. This is Cindy Coach and myself. All right, people, thank you for joining J-Rock in the podcast. I have Coach John here from Stat Pro. And uh, Coach John, how's it going today, bud? I'm good, man. Can't complain. Make it work. That's good, man. Hey, so Coach John, I met Coach John. uh, Well, actually, I would see him around at McKenna Gym when McKenna was kind of rolling around here. Uh, I see him working out some kids, and I was kind of doing the same and that's where I kind of just saw him. And then after a while, I think we just kind of just met, kind of just being in the same place, I think. And I actually got to work with him this past uh, last summer uh, with the, one of our camps at DOS Rec. So um, first off, John, uh, respect all the things that you do, man. I've been watching you for a while and everything that you do on social media and everything that you do for your, for your program. And it's great. And I look up to your program and to yourself, man. So uh, appreciate all the stuff that you do for the kiddos, man. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, thank you. Heck yeah. So people that don't know uh, Coach John, um, first off, uh, you know, what, 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 what's up with Coach? Where did you come from? Where did you start the game? Can we start off from there? Yeah. Um, born and raised here in San Marcos. Okay. Um, you know, I've, I've been here forever with the high school here. Uh, been, been playing since I was young. Um let me give you the whole background. Of, yeah, yeah, no, give it to I, us, man. I, I want you to oh, kind of to the listener right now, especially even I know my basketball kids will probably listen to this too. Um, like you know, we if we don't know about Coach John, what is it that we want to know about him and where he came from, and just kind of how he how he built that process of himself? Yeah, man. So I mean, my family is a football family. You know, we played they played some basketball, but it was a football family, but uh, just athletes. And um, yeah, I was the one who chose not to play football and go straight basketball route. I knew what I wanted to do at an early age, uh, play football, and then eighth grade is when I made it, cut, cut it off. Um, been serious about it ever since. I mean, since I was young, I've been serious. Yeah. You know, I was blessed to play college. I mean, play high school basketball. I did well in high school. Um, play basketball time, in uh, San Marcos, you play high school basketball? Yes. Okay. San Marcos. I'm a San Marcos Rattler alumni. There you go. Um, play, you know, did well. Um Shoot, sophomore, I mean, my, yeah, my junior year, 
Um, at the time, 5A was the highest level. Junior year, I was like 18, 17, 18 points a game. Nice. And then um, did well. Then senior year, you know, we moved down to 4A, which is the second highest level. But I ended up, you know, I averaged 23 points a game. Nice. Um, in high school. So you uh, saw that was, difference. You saw that difference from 5A to 4A quickly. Yeah, I mean, it was still it was still good teams. A lot of the teams that was still 5A was in our district had moved down to 4A too. So it was it was still at the time like we had Seguin in there, and there were some they they were beasts. Yeah, <laughs> they were dogs. You know, at the time, you know. Then we had New Braunfels that were still good. Um, we had it was good basketball. You know, it was still yeah. really good. You know, I uh, played Del Valley against you know. Players that went to the NBA out of Del Valley, nice. you know, Curtis nice. Jarrell, CJ, um, and then, but anyway, so, um, man, after high school, man, I, I went to go to college. I knew I did, man. I didn't have no scholarships. Oh, man. You know, nothing, man. Um, what were you thinking at that point? Like going through, going through high school, averaging those points. Okay, so let's go back to high school quick. When you're in high school, first of all, what position did you play? Shooting guard. So you're shooting guard. Tallest on my team. My senior year, but I was a shooting guard. Nice. And so did you was that was that the position you were expecting to play, or was that something that kind of got thrown at you? Like because I know like growing up watching the game, I didn't watch start watching the game until I was in fifth, sixth grade. So at that time everything was Spurs. So I wanted to, you know, for a little bit there, I'm like, oh, I want to play like Timmy, but I'm never gonna be as tall as him. Then you started seeing guys like Avery Johnson and Tony Parker starting to get in the game. I'm like, okay, now I want to be a guard. So by the time I got to knowing the game, I'm like, that's where I want to play. So like when you're in high school, did you find you, did you want a position or is that where you kind of wanted to be? I mean, see, so growing up, I always played up. I was always the youngest and my brothers played it. My brothers on the team, my brothers, some other guys. So we had big guys was on the courts, you know, six, 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 you know, it was pretty big at the time, six, five, you know, big football players. Yeah. Anderson. So I was always a point guard, shooting guard, okay. you know, guard position. Um, and so, you know, even my senior year, I knew I was, was going to be because I knew I wanted to go to college. And I, I learned at an early age, man, you know, just because you kind of tall right now for your age group, if you try to play college, you're not tall enough. You know what I mean? So I knew yeah. for sure I'm going to be a guard no matter what. You know, coach didn't matter. Coach, you know, I'll help out when I can down there. But <laughs> I'm a guard. I'm a guard. I got to show my guard skills. So I knew that was the case. Um my family was willing to fight for that. They were like, no, nah. you know, at the time, you know, um, I had options, you know, even in high school back in the day, it was like, man, my family was like, you know, if they, if you don't mess with you, we're packed up and move. We're going to get you an opportunity. Yeah. And stuff. Plus, you know, I, I was on a good select organizations and, you know, we traveled and stuff. So I got exposure, but yeah, I mean, being my area, man. Kind of just worked just, for it. Yeah. Did, did you have a lot of did, did you have a lot of uh, battles with your coaches on that situation, or did you? No, that's good. No, that's back good. then the coaches back then my coaches were like, "That's you know, talent is talent. I mean, yeah. it don't matter if he's tall, if he can handle the ball. You know, you yeah. know, this is basketball. You know, I mean, they don't just. I think the coaches back then were really good with you know seeing, you know, um, they didn't just see height and be like, oh, he's a post. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and plus just growing up, you know, the coaches knew who, you know, they knew who I was. They knew my name growing up from my brothers that's been around and people after they see me play against. And they knew I was a guard. So nobody yeah. ever questioned it or anything like that. Well, that's good, man. And I think uh, what we, what I see at least, of course, is some of these kids, they want to see, you know, LeBron. They see Curry. 
you know, they see these guys and they like automatically like, well, I want to be in that position. Um, and, or, you know, and then they come in the gym and you're like, Oh, I, you, as a coach, I'm sure you have this thing. Uh, you have this, like, this like vision, like, Oh, he comes into your core. He wants to be part of your team. Not only do you have to see what he's got, but you're like, Oh, I can use him here. And then when he comes to you and tells you, well, I was thinking I can play here. Uh, what is the challenge in you coaching that kid to tell him like, Hey, this is the part we need you as in this team. Um, what would you tell a kid like that? Well, you know, like for me, for my travel teams now, you, you from my back. Yeah, yeah, coaching, yeah. I, um, I mean, you got kids. I, I got some guys who are, you know, six foot two, six three, you know, and they, you know, about six three, six four, and they're playing the post. Okay. But they're not really post. Um, but I don't keep them at the post. I do an offense where it's not you no know, traditional three guard two two post offense. You know what I mean? I may yeah. do a four out one in or spread it. But then my thing's interchangeable. I feel like everybody needs to be able to post up and everybody needs to play be able to play outside. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm yelling at my six, I got six foot 10. I yell at him when he don't shoot the open three. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, um, that's awesome though, man. That's awesome though. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, I just saw it as to, you know, I mean, the, I, I work well with the guys, the youth. I, I work with the, with the kids, making them, you know, feel comfortable. Yeah. I may need you here, but I understand you're not there. You know what I mean? And I will, I'm going to get you in the right position to expose you to it in the right times. Yeah. So, you know, my offense is interchanging. My point guard may pass it, do some moving around, go down and post up. Yeah. You know what I mean? I hear you. And stuff like that. You know Because if he's a big point guard or he's a tough point guard, I'm like, you know, you know, you got a mouse. You got to bring it, right? You know? Yeah. <laughs> That's what's up. So, I, mean, I don't really have those issues. You know, so me personally, I don't have issues because I think of if you, as long as you think of what's best for the kid. Yeah. You know, you do what's best for the kid. If you think about their future, a lot of coaches don't, they try to get the best they can and be like, I just want him to help me with my program or my, my school team. So I'm going to put him down. I don't care what happens with him later on. And my mentality is, you know, if I do what's best for you now, it's going to help me later on anyway. Yeah. You know, if I can get you into college, then this does nothing but help my program. Yeah. So I'm not going to hold you down just to get a good, you know, temporary satisfaction. I mean, temporary uses out of you and then you're not happy next thing you know you're leaving and going to another team anyway yep. so that's kind of how I have yeah I hear you man sorry to get out of the way at high school level but just kind of just shooting from like high school the way you're thinking as a guard just for the kids yeah. that may be hearing this too so you go out you're, you're in high school you got out of high school you have no scholarships so what was the next steps from there man I knew I was going to play college ball I didn't care how I had to do it <laughs> I knew it that's awesome so man. yeah mine you too. know I was the type so man what I did was you know, I um, you know, I, I got on my phone, I got my film, and I called every school in the book I could. I sent message, I sent VHS tapes at the time. You know what I mean? I sent them to colleges all over. Which these kids won't know about, right? These VHS tapes, they won't know nothing about getting those VHS yeah. ready, man. <laughs> yeah, they don't know nothing about those, man. But I was like, I'm gonna get school. But I was blessed to have a guy named John Morgan, man. He helped me out, you know, and um, he, you know, he called some schools for me. Uh, UT Permian Basin, UTPB was the first school. I mean, one of the schools he called, this was their first year program. Um, so he got them, me, and they gave me some money. Yeah. Uh, they nice. gave me a little bit of money. They don't even know a lot, man, but they yeah. gave me some money. And they, uh, it was really, I had to walk on, show myself, yeah. you know, on the first couple of days. And then they're like, well, if you do what you need to do, then we'll give you some money. And it was NAI. So I went there and I did well. 
That's good. And he gave me a little gave money. Some money. Yeah. You know. And how um, long did you play there? I didn't play at all that year. Oh, you um, didn't play first well. year, real unorganized. Found out the coach was, you know, it was, you know, a new program, volunteer coach, all that stuff. So I, I wasn't happy with it. So I was like, I don't want to waste my years. Yeah, for sure. So I ended up um told the coach I was on a red shirt. I was like, Coach, I'm red shirt, and I don't want to do it this year, maybe next year. Let's get the program going first. Cause I knew what my goals was in life. Yeah. And the coach was like, Man, if you red shirt, I don't want nothing to do with you. You can't practice in my gym. You can't be in my gym. None of that. But I was already there in schools, had an apartment lease, everything. Explain so to people. Like, explain real quick to the people that don't know what it means to be redshirted. Oh, well, redshirt basically is saying you're not going to play that season. You're still part of the program, part of the team. You got to work out, all that stuff. But you're just not playing. That way, you keep all four years of eligibility. You get one redshirt year. There you go. Um, so that's what I was trying to do. That's what I had told him I wanted to do. Um, but basically after that, he just kicked me off. It was like, you're done. Um, How did that make you feel? Like knowing that that's what you wanted to do. And now somebody. Man, I just, my mentality was like, man, I knew it wasn't a good fit for me. So I was just like, well, it is good. what it is. You know what I mean? I will find something. I mean, my mentality was I'm going somewhere. I'm going to find something. I don't care what it is. So I literally, man, I was working out at the Boys and Girls Club that whole year. Really? Kyle Fogers, my coach, man, this is my guy. He's like a father to me, named Danny Wright. He would, uh, he would, um, I used to, you know, he trained me, and he was a ball player, and he, um, in payments for me training me, I used to go up there, and be the first one there, waiting for him to open the doors. I used to mop the floors there. I used to help with the kids, do everything I could. And this is a, you know. College guy out there humbled enough working out with eight year olds to fifteen year olds just to try to get it in. Oh man, that's so when that happened, you. you know, you know, he had some connects, you know, and stuff. So the connects end up, you know, told me I can go trial from some schools. But I literally after that year where I knew I wanted to go to another, I was looking for another school. I got my I had a car and I got my car and I literally drove all through Oklahoma and Texas and visited every school, slept in the car. Dang, man, that's freaking dedication right there. Yeah, to make sure I found a way to get to school, work out, to trials, man. And um, had a stop at Langston University. And um, that's where I played college ball. And, and, you know, they loved me. I mean, they liked me. That's good, man. I I was blessed to play there. What do you think uh, caught their eye for them to – to kind of get you. Well, first of all, I should ask you, like, what was the experience of it? Like, do you remember like walking in and being like, this is just another one of those workouts? Did you feel like maybe I can actually make it here? Like, what gave you, yeah. what was that experience like? Well, Langston was, uh, um, you know, it was definitely different, you know, coming from San Marcos, San Marcos until, you know, went to Odessa, the UT Permian Basin, and then going to Langston. When I got on campus, I knew it was just a workout. But I was already, my mind was determined. You know what I mean? I was just like, man, you know, I saw the campus. It was HBCU, which is a historical black college or university. Um, It was a different vibe, different mentality. So I was like, man, you know, um, I liked it. You know, uh, they they got after it. When I was, as soon as I got there, you know, the coaches there, they treat you, they tough on you. (laughs) So I just... My mentality was just like, man, I'm about to go ahead and just, you know, I got to do what I got to do. do my thing. You know, yeah. coach, what you need me to do. You know what I mean? At the time, in high school, I was a good offensive player. You know, um, I mean, I had 
you know, the, you know, I had sent them film. They were impressed by the film, so they're already kind of like, "You want to see what you got?" Yeah. So on the offensive end, I didn't have a good shooting day, but I was able to create my own shots. But I, um, man, I killed it on the defensive end. I was just like, I was the only person ninety four feet picking up full court. I was the person diving on the floor. Nice. I was just, I was, I was crazy about it. You know what I mean? So you're hungry. Yeah, I was hungry. So coach that caught their eye, you know, and um, they were like, man, you know, something about this kid. So I left, but then I, um, they didn't like give me no scholarship or nothing. And then I, um, they gave me an official visit where I got to come back on an official visit, treated me well, did all that extra stuff, you know, <laughs> um, which was great. But then they still didn't offer me a scholarship. Wow. So they just kind they of wanted me- you to kind of come to school there. And just, you know, get into this program and... Well, they basically have a preferred walk-on. They're like, you know, preferred walk-on is we're not giving you no money, but, you know, you can have a spot. You can walk on and, you know, prove yourself. We can talk. But, you know, you got to earn your spot. But, yeah, you know, in a lot of colleges, they pick up... You think they just pick up the minimum amount of people. No, they're picking up 25 kids. They're not, you know what I mean? Because they know half of them going to quit. They ain't gonna make it. They gonna fail out. You know what I mean? Especially young freshmen. So, um, I was a second year freshman because of that redshirt year. But um, so I, uh, you know, I ended up. Well, I went there as a walk on. Yeah. First first semester, I was a walk on, but coach, you know, I did what I had to do. I was with the team. I stayed with the team. Had my own. I mean, the apartments with the team and everything. But second semester, he gave me scholarship. Yeah. So the first semester, you had to pay for school. Get into the system, get into the program. Going to the program, what was kind of the hardest thing to, well, what was kind of the hardest thing to kind of do as a walk-on? Or is this something that's kind of, no, whether you're a walk-on or not, over the years and maybe your experience, you think no matter what, you were going to have to show something? Or coming on as a walk-on there specifically because of the team, you had to maybe show a little bit more? Yeah, I mean, man, I wasn't a, the school I too went to, they were dogs <laughs> on the court. They were yeah. beasts. I had seniors like this guy named Steven Alexander, Steve O, that couldn't beat the pinky. There's guys who were beasts. So it was like, I'm grown men. I mean, I'm playing against grown men. I was 19 years old. I'm, I'm literally, you know, I'm not grown compared to them. So I had to just go after it, fight them after it, day in, day out. You know, I mean, hold my ground. People would test you. You know what I mean? They just have to see, you know, you know, kind of, you know what I mean, how, you know, how, how tough you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? You being a freshman, that freshman hazing was kind of real. They ain't touch you. But you can but, feel it. Yeah, yeah you can feel it. Like in the, in the, like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, they're like, coach, they're like, John, look, they call me Little John. They're like, Little John, you know. I'm hungry. Burger King closed at 10 o'clock. Oh. <laughs> like, not. 940. You know what I mean? But like, I had yeah. to run down the street to the place, run to Burger King, you know, flirt with the girls so I could see them, get some lines, and get some food, get these guys food. Yeah. And stuff, because if I didn't, they could tell the coach, coach would run me. He'd be like, you're the freshman. You know what I mean? You got to do it. Now, I ain't never have to pay out my pocket. Yeah. I take my money. But it was just like, it was just those you know things. I mean? Yeah. You want to gain their respect and ways too. Like, I think that's just kind of like a, you know, and for, I'm more saying this because I'm sure 
a lot of athletes got to go through that when they go to college as a freshman. But just like as kids coming up, like don't take that in a bad way. Take that as in that's kind of want to see how hard you're willing to do for the team. I think at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? How much are you right. going to get each other's back? You know, but that, that was a hard, that was, I would say that and didn't the workouts, man. Yeah. Working out at 4, 4.30, waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning. They're working out. You know, we get a gut check. Coaches try to push you, make you quit. You know what I mean? How many workouts you know, a day do you remember doing that? Because I tell my boys today, like, you're gonna probably going to get three workouts in the day. You wake up in the morning, get your workout with the team. You go have breakfast together. Then after that, you're probably going to go do something, but you're knocking your cardio out or something in the middle or lifting and then vice versa at night. And then you're still getting you're still having team practice, too. So, you know, See, we did that. That's what we were. We in the morning, six a.m. We did the we did the um, you know we, we woke up at six in the morning. We did the uh, the weights. Yeah. And then after that, we'd go in the gym and do some quick shooting in. Then we go to breakfast. And then after breakfast, you know, some people depending on their schedule, we did individuals with the coaches. So we usually group with like two the most, three the most. And we had to do individual workouts. You know, everybody's trying to have their group work individuals done by like 12.30, about 1 o'clock. And then, depending on like the girls schedule-wise, sometimes we had practice at 3. So we were back in the gym by 3. So that's three workouts by 3. I mean, your third workout started at 3 o'clock. What's, what's going through your – what's going through – okay, let me ask you this. Like, as me as – when I when I was playing ball – um, by the way, I never got to the college level. We only played high school basketball. I actually didn't even get to play my varsity year. Uh, as well and that was my fault uh, but going through the phases of learning this game just like you said from uh, those guys like you being an aggressive player then you probably learned the way to be an aggressive player I feel like there's if you're not an aggressive player in college you're probably not going to make it unless you're a shooter but my point is this as being aggressive you go through games you go through days and I've heard this from some of my college athletes you're going through those days where you're having constant workouts and stuff where was your time that you focused, that you got into that focus in yourself? Kind of like a Mamba mentality. And in my head, and this is where I'm kind of going with it, mine was when I was in high school and they pulled us over to do a two or three people workout. That's where I gained my confidence because it was just like, because I'm a shooter. So it's like work this, boom, boom. And at that time, you're like in your head, you're like, boom, I can focus on this and get this down. Then when you come together as a team, there's so many things that come in your brain. That was my getaway. And for those long days, what would you say was your getaway when you had those long days? So, like, if a kid's going through that struggle, I mean, man, it's it's a routine, and you gotta be disciplined. Like, mm-hmm. you know, me, I I literally, you know, I had the routine down. I had an eight a.m. class. After the eight a.m. class, I go home. I had time. I would take an hour night nap. I would wake up. I had my Bible on the desk. I would read my Bible every day, right before my individual. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then right after that, I would, you know, get the individual, go to lunch. It was just, I had a routine, you know what yeah. I mean? So I, I cleared my mind and then the individual, like you said, that was my time to really tune in on the things that, you know, show what I can do with the coaches as well. When you know what I mean? And then um, it was, it was, it was, I mean, really, I would say that, that routine, that, yeah. that you got to be disciplined. So I was so focused that it was that discipline was easy for me it was just i was you know on that yeah yeah that's what's up and i think again that's just where i know some of my kids will be in the next couple years my youngest group uh that's part of our program is probably eighth graders but my sixth graders who i've probably been with for two three years now that i've been building with i coach them up on that all the time and i love that they're having routine 
I have some kids that practice five times a week and train five times a week. Then I have some kids that do it twice. And then some of the kids that are doing it twice a week, they're looking at me like, you know, for like in a way, like when they're workouts, like as if I'm supposed to have an answer for them, but it's just like, no, this is what you do on a routine. So you can be as good as the other guys that are doing five times a week. Unfortunately, since you can't do that or in other ways, it's just to a point to where like, again, the routine is what's going to help you get better. And I, and again, right. I, I preach to them these days that they think sometimes, oh, coach doesn't know. You know. But really what it is, is when they hear it from somebody that's gone through it, then they're like, oh, crap, he wasn't lying. And I think what did that for me was um, I hired another coach this past, or actually two months ago, JD. Um, he's came in. He went to go play. He played college ball, and that's where he came to them and was like, well, this is – I told him, and I didn't even express it. Like I told him, hey – Coach, what do you what would you do on a regular basis? And kind of the same thing you said. We're doing this in the morning, doing that throughout the day, doing this routine. And then the guys are looking at me and I'm like, yeah, that's all it is. And I think as they're young, they don't see that because they get to go home. They, they you know, they get to go home with mom and dad. And then the next morning, mom and dad's waking them up or vice versa. You know, if they're waking themselves up, it's great. But either way, you're home and then you're going to do your routine. The moment you're in college ball, like mommy and daddy are there, but they're either on the phone or you're on your video chatting, but they're not also physically there. So it's like that change in that atmosphere. But I think, like you said, the biggest thing is that right now as coaches to get them as they're young is to build that routine, which is what you had in yourself. But um, but that's killer, man. I think those are the things that our kids need to learn as they're going through that phase, you know. So how many years did you play there? Uh, you're two-year freshman, right, coming in? Well, yeah, I played, I played at Langston, it's, you know, NAIA. Um, I did my, you know, I did redshirt at UTPB, then I played my freshman year and my sophomore year at Langston. Okay. Um, I did there two great years, man. I mean, freshman year average, I think, eight a game. Sophomore year average 14 a game. Nice. Um, and it's high level, you know what I mean? A lot of Division One players leave that. NCAA Division One and go to NAI Division One, but um, then I left and went to Wayland Baptist in Plainview okay. for one year. Um, I left there because I ended up having a child, and um, you know his mom. She was from Arizona. We were trying to move more to West Texas that way she can have opportunity. Wayland gave me a full scholarship opportunity, so I talked to the coach at Langston. Was like, sorry, coach, I have to make the best decision. Went to Wayland for a year. Basketball-wise, it was a horrible, it was a horrible year. I didn't fit the program that way. That, you know, it's, it's just a different atmosphere for me at the time. Um, so I ended up after after that year, I played and everything, but only I didn't have such a great year there. Um, the coach that got me there, that offered me, he ended up leaving and took a Division Two NCAA Division Two job. And it was a week, like literally after I signed the you know scholarship. So it was actually like I always I had to go. Yeah. You know, um, and the new coach, you know, I wasn't his guy, so he wasn't feeling me or whatever. And so I played my year there. And then I called Langston's coach. It was like, Coach, man, made a mistake. You know, um, you know, Langston's home for me. You know, I'm alive for life. So is there any way I can, you know, come back? As soon as I asked him, he said, come on. Nice, man. So quick question on that real quick. Um, did you feel like you left the mark before you left good enough for him to not hesitate to ask that? Like, or yeah. for him to answer yeah. that way, I'm sorry? 
Wait, you said for him to not to um, have a problem with bringing me back? Yeah, yeah. Like to, I mean, it's, I mean, did he not? Did he really not hesitate? Like you left so much of a mark that you just he'd come on back? Yeah, man. I mean, we had a great relationship. Me, the head coach, and the assistant coach, we had a great relationship, man. And, um, they didn't want me to leave, but they're like, I guess you, you know. Yeah, I get it. You got you got a child in the way. Yeah, you, you got to do what you got to do. Do what you got to do, but it's not the best thing for you. Yeah, um, I mean, like I said, my sophomore year, I was going to be a preseason All American my junior year. I averaged fourteen a game. Um, I mean, I did really well. You know, I, I did I did well. You know, we went to the state tournament my freshman year. Um, I meant to state my fault. The uh, national tournament my freshman year. Um, sophomore year we we didn't because we were actually trying to doing a process of trying to we're on probation period because we we're trying to move up and stuff. Correct. But um, I mean I did I did well you know I did well on the court I was one of the leaders off the court you know everything so you know coaches they were disappointed in me but they accepted yeah and and then through the year I still called them hey coach how y'all doing you know but well, well, I still talked to them and stuff yeah just just checked on some you know. It was um, all legal talking to him. It was just because he was like a father figure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Coaches do that. Um, huh? Coaches do that to you. Right, right. So after that, um, when I was done at Waving, the coaches knew I wasn't happy there. Because, I, you know, um, my goal was to try to go to the next level. You know what I mean? Off top. Langston coaches knew that, that and they tried to hit. They were, they were like helping me get there. You know, now, in, your eyes, in your eyes, what's the next level? I was trying to go to the league, okay. NBA. Okay. You know what I mean? So um, we used to go scrimmage OU on two on Wednesdays, and I actually went and play. I used to have to guard Blake Griffin. Ooh, man. How was that? Horrible. <laughs> but, I mean, but I did what? I mean, on the That's offensive good. end, I, I held my own. I made some noise against them on the offensive end. Yeah. Even then, I was just a mouse. I was too little guard they got, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but so, I mean, but I did good enough to impress those coaches there. So I, I made a decent mark um, at the time. And, um, you know, so when I called him, he was like, come on back, man. Yeah, there's no issues, no problems. Let's keep it going. So you got to guard Blake Griffin. I bet you that was tough, man. That's pretty cool to say, though, right? That you actually got to guard him, though, as well. Like, yeah. And his brother. They're both nice. <laughs> That's what's up, man. Uh, so you've gotten through that uh, through college at this point, correct? Or were, mm-hmm. how was that last season, you would say? Or were you just... I mean, my senior season, I didn't do as well. Um, it was a struggle. I mean, the system was different. You know, players are different. You know what I mean? I, you know, at the end of the day, the coaches loved me, but, you know, I broke their trust when I left. So... You know, your senior year trying to build that up makes it hard. You know what I mean? So I played. I started some here and there, but it just wasn't the same on the court wise. Yeah. My coaches were rooting for me, but I mean, I, at that time I had a kid that was living in Arizona. It was, it was just different. I had other life situations hit, and I was trying to handle those things. Yeah. What What would you say to a kid uh, that's about to be possibly going to play college ball? Like, what was it that you learned from college and what could you tell that next kid? Man, I would tell them to, you know, be disciplined, stay focused, and um, don't go home. Don't go home. <laughs> nice. A lot of kids, yeah, a lot of kids get homesick and they're just like, you know, 
I miss my mom. I miss my dad. I miss being a kid. So I want to go back home. Yeah. And I'm saying, and that happens to most, most people, but if you stick through it and if you're really disciplined and you're focused, you can have a successful career, you know, with it. So I, I would tell the kid that, man, but it's measure of that determination and staying focused. So I would definitely tell the kid that. Yeah, no, for sure. I have uh, Noah Bettis is one of probably my one. I wouldn't say like he was just one of my favorite kids to coach because of I started coaching him at uh, fifth grade and now he's a sophomore in college now and he plays for SAC and he's been killing it and getting, you know, averaging. I think he's I think he's at about uh, 15, 14 points a game. Uh, and the coach has got a couple plays drawn up from just for him to shoot because he's just a killer shooter. But I think that's what I saw in him was that he was he played in the small college, and now it's like these next years you got to you know step it up and get there. But there's a lot of things that I see in him that I that I see in some of my younger kids that I'm like, man, I just I'm sitting here and I'm just working my hardest to make sure that they when they get there that they give it their all to get there. And you know I'm just sitting back because again I don't have too many guys that have gotten there. So I'm like just hoping that when I get to that process to be there for them and everything that I did for them helps them at least mentally get there. Because even with and another thing that kind of shoots you on this before we move on to the next step is like um, I've had some of my kids work with you while they play for my select team and while they train with me. And whenever they come to me, I'm like, OK, like I'm not trying to get it, take anything away from Coach John. What I want to know is how are we is this benefiting you and how much can I continue to benefit you? like the way coaches or vice versa. And a lot of things that I hear is that they, that we, I hear from like Adam, which is so funny. This is a kid that's sitting on, on the bottom right here in my uh, back screen, but Adam, uh, he came to me. He's like, man, I just love the way y'all both coach dribbling and how passionate that you are with the game. And I'm like, oh, cool. And then his dad is right behind him telling me the same thing. I'm like, dude, that's great stuff to hear, you know? And I think overall is like, uh, I told you this after our camp that one time where we were sitting there was just like, man, my my goal is just to continue to build basketball around here. You know, however I can help in many ways, I think that's huge. But lately, I think what I want to do is on my side to be a little bit more selfish is like, OK, how can I pick coach's brain or this coach's brain so I can help these kids that want to take it to the next level? You know, and I don't have that around me. And then last is that surrounding, man. Um, I know that I see a lot of coaches that you have that's kind of helping your program build and stuff. I never had that before, and I'm starting to have it now, so it's something that I'm getting used to. But the one thing that I'm preaching to my boys is, like, look at these guys that are around you. You see that kid over there? He's training five times. He's training three times a week. He's training on Sunday right after church when, you know, other kids are doing other stuff. Like, push yourself, get around those people, and I think that's what's going to make them get to that level, you know what I'm saying? So I think that's just really cool. Uh-huh. My thing on that, I say is, man, that kids got to understand sacrifice. Okay. You know, there's different types of sacrifices, you know, and I, I deal with that. I got some kids who have all the talent in the world, but they're not really willing to sacrifice. And you know what I mean? Like, oh, man, I got, you know, cool. I get to school dance. I'm going to the school dance. Mm-hmm. I'm like, cool. Like me, I never went to prom in high school. Because there was a tournament or, you know, some school was having a, a workout. So I'm like, oh, no school dance, no prom, got to go to the workout. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the girl I was going to prom with, she was like, cool, because she ended up playing colors ball. She, <laughs> <laughs> she knew, what's up? 
So, so she was like, bitch, I gotta work out too. You know what yeah. I mean? So my whole thing was these kids gotta understand sacrifice. You know what I mean? Um, kids be like, oh, financial sacrifice. I don't have the money. I get it. But when they look down at their shoes and they got the brand new KDs on, I'm like, no. See, the kid over there, <laughs> yeah. the kid over there who ain't, who, who ain't got the nice shoes, where their parents are like, you know, we're going to buy these cheap shoes and we're going to do whatever we can and spend that money for a trainer or whatever the case may be. That's yeah. that sacrifice. Yeah. Or it's the time, like I said, time sacrifice, financial sacrifice that parents is for parents. Um, it's just, a, I mean, I tell parents, if the kids ain't serious, don't sacrifice financially. Yeah. But you know, but they have to be willing to sacrifice something to get there. And not a real a sacrifice is not a, you know, instead of me getting five pairs of shoes, I'm only going to get four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I hear, yeah, it's not a sacrifice. You know what I mean? So I, I tell kids that. And then I tell, you know, like for coaches, like for these kids, the thing that I always try to do, I'm, I, I'm real with them. I'm, yeah. I'm real. I'm honest with them, and I give them. I, I put them in front of dogs, yeah. and then I tell them about it. And I'm like, you know, what's your purpose of playing? You know what I mean? Like, and when I say that, I mean, you go, we go to Houston to get a kill on the court. Our first tournament every year, we go to Houston and just they snack. You know, yeah. you know, the new kids on my teams because they dogs, and I'm like, they're playing for a different purpose. You know what I mean? You playing because you're like, oh man. I like the sport. I want to win. Because like, I'm trying to eat. Like, I ain't got no food in my crib. I'm trying to eat. You know what I mean? So I'm playing to get to eat. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is my ticket out of the where I'm where I'm at. Where I'm at. And I even tell my kids out here that I have. I'm like, you can be successful, and it's okay. Like your parents can do everything they can for you when you can, but you have to have that mentality. You know what I mean? So a lot of my kids right now. They're kind of like, I have no plan B. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. And I'm like, man, your parents can pay for college if they want. <laughs> but their mentality is, this is my way to go to college. Yeah. And that's what the kids I feel in our area need to understand. Because once you get in the world, we're considered soft. Central Texas, our area, kids are soft. That's what they think they, they are. are. No, they, they really are. I agree on that one. They are. <laughs> so we have to, um, yeah, I say, you got to expose them to the next level of basketball kids who get it. And then you got to be honest with them. Co- Man, co- you, you know. I got a quick question. Sorry to interrupt you there. So out of the way that you coach, when you get down and raw and dirty, okay, now I haven't got – I haven't had – okay, I have a let's, – let's shoot this real quick so the people know. Coach John coaches a program called Staff Pro, and he has training and he has uh, select teams. You do right. camps and clinics and all that good stuff there in San Marcos, right? Right. I do the same thing, but here in New Braunfels. Now, um, I coach for a private school, but doesn't get in the mix of who I am as a person, right? So th- th- I'm just trying to get your perspective on this. When I get down and raw, I kind of say things that – and I'm not like yelling at a kid and going at them in their face. I'm talking to them as a group, as a core. But me as a person, like even if my best friend was right here and I'm passionate about something, I'm going to say what I say when I'm passionate. And I think people feed off of that, right? It's going back to the kids are too soft here. I was around coaches and mentors that use the F-bomb and use 
So in other words, ass and shit and damn, because you knew he meant or came stronger with it, correct? And so that's where I come at a certain way. Now, again, that's just me. Like, I'm not going to let nobody tell me who I can't be as a coach. That's why I never, first of all, went to co- went to college for a, de- a degree to coach. And I never knew this was going to be the plan. But I worked my ass off so hard and sacrificed that this is where I'm at now. But now I coach to where some parents see me and they're like, he can yell at my kid all he wants. Then you look on this side and you got some parents that are like, I don't like the way he's talking to my kid. Now, there's those two different ways. Do you see that in your coaching? Do you feel like that's something that comes out of you sometimes and you're like, oh, I got to kind of slow it down? Or the everybody just sees it as passion? Man, uh, I got a degree. You know, I've been offered coaching jobs at schools. Nice. Okay. And I'm, no. I, I'm <laughs> right now, no. I get my program. You know why? I got to answer nobody. Exactly. So my is, if you don't like what I do, leave. That's yeah. my mentality. Peace. Yeah, so man. I love if that. you ask anybody, I, I wear my heart on my sleeve. Because I know what I invested into or to get where I want to be, and I know what I invested into that kid yeah. in my program. So my thing is, you can ask the new Browns boys that's on my team. I am tough. You I say be. what I want. I mean, I say I say things. I don't never call a kid out his name, but I will tell him how he's acting or how he's being. And parents, but my thing is, I built the trust first. See, I correct. Lend them the correct, correct, kids correct. Know yes. that I love them. And if they know off top that I love them, I can tell them anything because it's all out of it's out of heart and it's all to get more. You know what I mean? Out correct. Of so I don't really have parents that say I don't like what, what you how you talk to my kid. You know, very few times in my I've been doing this since 2012, mm-hmm. and I probably say about three times I've had a parent say something like that. Yeah, I don't like what you talk to my kid. But my thing is. If you try to catch on to go to college and he's worried about what I'm saying now, day one, he's out. He's yeah. coming back home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the coaches are going, my my college coaches on that, that trip, man, they buttered me up, talked, did everything they could, had girls taking me around, all that stuff like that. I'm like, oh, this is where I want to be. And <laughs> day one, I'm like, y'all, y'all sold me a dream because look, there's nothing like this over here. <laughs> you know? so, yeah, I know for sure. You, I, I told parents, man, I'm. You think I'm bad? You sh- and then when we go to tournaments, we go to, you know, you see these parents and these other coaches out there getting their kids butt. Yeah, you know they, what I mean? they get crazy too, bro. You know, there, right. there, there's a couple of parents that come brand new, and I'm like, just real quick, I want you to see the monster before you pay for the monster first. You know, so exactly. Yeah, no, so I mean, parents they just well for me. They just they I never had an issue because they gotta respect it. Yeah, I think it's just one of those. Like I've been again, so I've been doing this for 16 years now since I was in high school. Like it got me to, uh, I got myself to uh, start coaching when I was 15. Again, I've been doing it since I was six. Fred been doing for 16 years, and literally like a couple months ago, we were at a three on three tournament. Um, I got a little riled up because of a certain kid. Now that certain kid has gotten, has his own emotional issues that when we're about to win a game, I got like way over emotion and started just kind of getting loud. 
And I even when the other coach was like, hey, calm down. You're putting too much pressure on him. And I sat there and I tried to figure out, like, was that me being angry? Was that me being a certain way? But deep down, when you start seeing the same things over and over and over for certain kids, you get a little irritated. And that day made me question myself, was I just over irritated by the situation that this kid keeps putting our team through? And it did. And, you know, the parents confronted me. Uh, I, I admitted to my mistake because I did get there. But then I think that's just us as human beings and then sacking as coaches for us to learn off of. But I, I still won't apologize for who I am, you know, because that's just what I get out of bring out in other players, which ends up getting getting you the best result as a player. And then as a parent, to see your kid do the, something that you never thought he could ever do before. You know, I think that's the beauty of it all. You know what I'm saying? Um, so we got about I don't want to take too much, but I already got about almost about a good hour. I'm going to have to break this at least the video part. I'll leave it fully through, but the audio part will probably cut in half. But uh, let's talk about your program real quick. Um, how did it get started? Uh, what was the middle phase of you starting teams, and then where are you at now? Man, I was actually playing ball in China. Okay. Um, we were doing a tour, and I was in a bus, and we were driving on a bus, and um, there was a, a parks with like probably about 25, 30 ports side by side, and they were full of kids playing. Wow. I got video footage of me saying, man, we in China, look at this. Kids from Texas, what are y'all doing? We like, need that Texas. here, man. Yeah, and then they had some guys just walking around with clipboards and taking one kid, looking at talent, looking at size, moving to this court, moving this kid to this court, and already that. Damn. You know what I mean? So I was like, man, these kids, are, look how they're getting it. You know? Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to start a business when I get home. And when I came back, I started it. You know, it was supposed to be a temporary thing, but I did it. And then when I broke my ankle, I had signed a contract to go to the Philippines, but I broke my ankle and it didn't heal. And then stat was going. I had a couple of players. I was doing really nice. So I just started building. I started training them um, and stuff. And uh, I just trained, 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 trained. What, and, what phase were you at whenever I would see you at McKenna? Like, was that your beginning phases? Is that something you had been doing for a little bit already? It was, what was it, around 2014? 2014. Oh, man, this might have been like three <laughs> years ago. Bradley Schmidt, Zach Savage, and the Bronfield Boys. Yeah, so about um, 2014, I think, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, I'm sorry, 2017. Huh? I think it was about 2000. I think we were at 2017 around that time, about three years ago, right? Yeah, probably, yeah. So I was already in it because um, I started in 2012. Okay. 19. Um, my, my team started pretty much once I started training, people ran and like, once you have teams. So I yeah. just started with one team. But um, you know, so I, I started with that and I was just training. You know, I had guys go to college, you know, I was training some some college guys already. It was in there and stuff and uh 2017, yeah, so that's that's around then half of my guys were starting to get older to go to college and then uh that's pretty much how it started. Yeah. Um, what 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 made you uh as you're doing training, you got into you eventually got into teams or you were training or like, okay, I'm training, let's go straight into teams. Like what made what no, I was I was training and within that same year, people just too many people were hitting me up like, man, get a you team, know, get a team. We need a team. Yeah. And I just said, Okay, I'm gonna pick one team and I took one team. Nice. So how how far did you, how what year did you start that first team like as in grade level and okay well we can go from there 
varsity. So, oh, really? Varsity. I had, yeah, I did a varsity team. Um, I had nephews too who was trying to go to college. Oh, okay, right? gotcha. seniors, and then I had, um, but I had freshmen on my varsity team. Oh, okay. you know, um, and I only had that one team that year, and I just went from there. Um, you know, I kept their team. They started graduating. A couple of them started going to college and all that type of stuff. So then after that, I started getting more, more gotcha. teams and stuff. Um, I never wanted to be big because I was always like, you know, if I get too big, the quality goes down. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I always want to make sure I get good quality. And, um, you know, um, I didn't find coaches that was, at the time, I didn't find coaches that was really eager like me. You know, it wasn't until some of my college guys that played for my team Came was in college and they were like, hey, coach, can I coach? And I'm like, I'll start more team. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm a trust star. You know what I mean? You um, know, I mean, I got one guy right now. He's a grad assistant for Baylor. You know, um, he he started coaching with staff. You know, he's one of the staff. Who do you have that? What's uh? What's Alex's brother's name that you have? Alex, Alex Lawrence. Who? Is it his brother? Alex Lawrence's brother. Oh man, he's from New Braunfels. You have a coach from New Braunfels, right? I got um. Jimmy Flores lives in New Braunfels. Is um, it Jimmy? You don't have a brother. Um, I thought it was. I thought it was somebody. I thought you have one guy that rec- I, I recognize him from New Braunfels. I just don't know. I thought he. I thought he was one of my buddies. My buddies' fr- uh, brothers or something. No, Jimmy went to Canyon High School back in the day. That was. I think that was him. Yeah, that was him. Yeah. yeah so yeah, Jimmy. I recognize him as part of your coaches. So yeah, how many? Coaches- is, this, this is his third year with us. Okay. Um, nice man. How many mm-hmm. coaches do you have total? I got Jimmy right now, Jimmy, Juwan, uh, Levi, myself. We have four coaches right four. now. And then I got some volunteer guys who know. Um, yeah. I had more in the past. I had two girls I was coaching, but then they end up getting a contract to play professional in Australia, so they left. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> that's good stuff there, too, you know? Yeah, um, I think that's one of my hardest things right now as part of my program. Uh, <laughs> it's all good, man. Uh, I think what's I think that's one of my hardest part right now in my program is finding help. And I think the reason why is one, um, you got to find people that are just as passionate as you are about this game. And it's not that I'm judging anybody's passion, but you can tell when you're like, well, you can come and help us coach. We can use all the help, but you're probably not going to get paid because this isn't like too much of a paid gig. And they're like, yeah, okay, well, let me just come try it out. And then once you practice later, you don't see them. Um, I think that's probably one of my biggest issues. But what I did was I'm seeing that coming back now. Uh, Vince has kind of been one of my main guys for a while. Uh, he's my cousin, but either way, he's kind of learned the game from from literally the ground up. But it's just He was an athlete, period. So that's what helps us with that. JD, uh, again, he's real fresh, and then also Tomas. So the luck that I have right now is I have dads that are passionate with the game, so they help me with my younger group. So right now as I'm trying to grow, uh, it's been really tough because I can't get consistent work right now to help me with those older groups that we want more teams for. So unfortunately, coronavirus slowed that down because we actually got a seventh and eighth grade team and then now we're actually going to do a younger team to a fifth grade team. But again, we won't know how that works until we get back in. So it's crazy how it's all been going, man. So leading me to that, and we'll kind of go off of this as the last subject. Um, 
how is your program, how are you trying to motivate your kids right now through the coronavirus, basically? Man, I, um, right now I've been, you know, I still been, I, I got staff code daily grind videos. When I do, you know, I do training, get out there and do some things, show them that. I keep them that with them. Um, you know, I, I try to do some conference calls with a couple of them, a couple of the guys right now are individual calls, talk to them some. Send them, I still send them texts, motivational texts, and telling them, you know, thinking about them. Um, you know, uh, and then my mentality is, hey, man, you know, if you want it, you're going to get it. Mm-hmm. Yep, you know what I'm saying? If, if you want it, you're going <laughs> to get it. Stats here. You know what yeah. I mean? We'll do what we can to be here for you. You know what I mean? But, it, like, I got some guys taking advantage. I sent them information on colleges and said, this is what you need to do. I got a film guy who, who makes highlight tapes. You know what I mean for the players and stuff. Um, nice. And um, if you want to take contact me, I'll get get you connected. And then some guys take advantage, and they've been calling schools and contact the schools. A couple of my guys got you know contact from NAI, D threes, D two schools right now. You know what nice I mean? man. But again, if they want it, then they got to go after it and get it. I yeah. I, I talk to them and stuff. Um, I mean, I mean, I know you've seen some little videos. I'm doing basketball videos with stuff. Yeah. I saw that one, man. That was a good one. Was that a TikTok yeah. or was that just something you put on the Facebook? Uh, no, it wasn't, it wasn't through TikTok. I, I can't remember what app I used. I made an app with it, and then I posted it on Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff. Yeah. But, um, That's pretty good. I don't remember the app. But, that was um, a good one. I like that Yeah. My wife does a lot of them. You know? She kind of runs that background stuff for me. So. That's good, bro. Yeah. So uh, I, I just, you know, that's it. But I always remind them, man, if you want it, if you don't, it's here to take you. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, that's good stuff. I just, but, but keep the contact with them. That's what I do the most. Really. Yeah, I think my, that's been my biggest thing uh, is also doing that. I'm having um, conference like Zooms. I, had, I think I had 17 of them on with me last week. Uh, we've been doing that on Thursdays. So I think we're going to continue to keep doing that. Uh, we did an NBA 2K tournament on Xbox uh, Live. That was pretty fun. But just to keep the interaction, and they're youngsters, they're still sixth graders. My older boys, uh, it's not that I don't like focus on them, it's just I'm not their physical coach. So the, my other coaches are doing things with them, but that's just what I'm doing to kind of keep that communication and make them still feel kind of human about all this stuff. Nobody really knows how to prepare for things like this, anyways. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's just we're going with the flow day by day, trying to find out ideas. And trying to figure out how to make it uh, as best as possible on our side to keep them motivated, you know. So right. I think that's the best, best thing. Well, John, I think we'll we should do this again, man, and maybe bring up some different subjects. I think that'd be cool for our basketball kids. And since we're kind of neighbors when it comes to towns, I think it'd be a good thing, man. Uh, there's a lot more I'd like to talk about from you know uh, dealing with other programs, dealing with kids, and you know, how kids' mentalities may be on a tournament weekly, yearly basis would be kind of cool stuff that we can talk about and give to our kids, man. So uh, maybe even bringing Coach JD in one of these conversations would be cool too with him playing college ball. But uh, either way, man, I think our kids could really – I saw you talking uh, today. I saw your video about uh, being a partner, right, or being a – what was the other one? Predator. Predator. There you go. And I heard your story today, and that was pretty awesome, man. So uh, people that are watching this, uh, appreciate you watching this. We're going to share this on all of our social media as best as possible. But other than that, go find Stat Pro on Facebook. That's where I follow him. Uh, what other things are you on there, John? 
Uh, Instagram is stat pro. This is stat pro. Twitter is stat dash pro underscore pro, I think. Okay. But just type in stat pro. So I have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Stat pro daily nice. grind. You know, so. Yeah, and I've been sharing your videos as best as I can with my guys, you know, and so I think what it is, too, is this, uh, the boys, my boys, they see somebody that they're familiar with working out or they know and they're like, oh, dang, you know, I saw coach here, I saw coach there, I want to do this stuff, and even one of my boys told me that the other day, too, so keep up the good work, man, I appreciate you doing what you do, uh, sometimes we don't get enough credit, but at the same time, I really don't feel like we need it, we just keep doing what we do. Uh, encouraging these kids, running our programs, and just bettering as much as we can every year uh, to keep building our programs, I think, is is what's on our mindset right now. So um, speaking for myself, guys, if you don't know me, I know some of you are going to be checking this out co for Coach John. Um, again, I'm with New Braunfels Hoopmasters and New Braunfels. Uh, we have New Braunfels Hoopsters. That's our select program. Uh, but other than that, I'm sure you're watching this for Coach uh, me and Coach, again, worked before, and I hope we can work more together uh, in the future. But um, keep listening to your coach, man. I listen to him as he's putting videos out. I listen to him when he's in front of me and was giving me information. I think we should do that with many types of people, and I think that's how we better, period, as human beings is uh, listening and, and, and trying to gain as much knowledge from the, the people that are above us. And uh, so, again, John, thanks again, brother. I hope we do this again soon. And um, – Thank you for listening to J-Rock and the podcast, and we will see y'all soon. And, John, thanks again, brother. Keep pooping, bro. No problem. You too. All right. See ya. All right, man. That's good. So I stopped everything on that part. Yeah, man, that was pretty good, man. That was fun.